Hey Well fans, Matt Reiner, That's Rich has moved to its own channel. Be sure to go check out That's Rich and subscribe today to keep up to date with all the new That's Rich podcasts. So my company had our first trade show on the West Coast over the weekend. We had thousands of people walk through the doors and I met or spoke to at least a couple hundred of them. On the flight out there, I polished up on some books regarding my attitude and customer service. I attempted to respond, not react, when a customer had an issue. Inevitably, they always do. I tried to put myself in their shoes first. Seek to understand, not just fire back. Great customer service can be controlled by your attitude. Customer service can absolutely set you apart from your competition. That's rich. You're listening to That's Rich. All right, how's that intro? I wrote that this morning. That was great. Yeah? Did yeah, you love it? Yeah, that was great. Not bad. All right, today, October 23rd, I'm joined by our new co-host, Morgan, and our even newer co-host, Taysom. Did I say that right? We're yes, good there? that's yes. right. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Matt's out in Las Vegas, uh, so we will be uh, driving this ship ourselves without the boss here. Um, it's kind of like, uh, remember in school when you had a substitute teacher and they would just mail it in and roll in the TV? Like, exactly. I, I feel like yeah. that's what we're doing I, I here. I have a TV. Definitely. Very minimal yeah. prep. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. So I was working, I went out to uh, San Francisco on Wednesday, took the red eye home this morning, landed at 7.30 Atlanta. Not feeling great. Um, a little tired. But this, for me, I think is going to be like the Michael Jordan flu game. Uh. So I'm not feeling great, but I think that like you're going to deliver. I huge. can take us to the championship. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I can rise above. Yeah. So MJ That's flu game for me. That's what we're doing here. It's um, a lot to live up to. It is, but I'm up for the challenge. I don't know. It's I just, like that. You got to rise through the greatness. I watched a lot of Gatorade commercials to get motivated. So I'm feeling it today. We'll see what happens. Um, all right, let's jump right into it. Morgan, uh, what's the uh, what's the title of our first article here? We are going to start out with a little talk about Lyft. Lyft just raised $1 billion from Google's parent company, Alphabet, over the weekend. All right, so uh, Google's investment arm, Capital G, um, well, this is kind of, this is kind of to me, it feels like Lyft is trying to strike when the iron's hot because Uber's had a string of, uh, like, some shitty Negative PC press, recently. Right? Yeah, so it's like step on their throat, let's, let's even the competition. I think the first step in Lyft getting relevant is to, they obviously got rid of the pink mustache. That was bizarre. Hated it. Do you guys use Lyft? I didn't know they got rid of that. I'm pretty sure they did. Huh. I, I, I only say that because I haven't seen them in a while. And I, thought, I, I thought Matt mentioned that on a previous podcast. Maybe It's not. gone. It's gone. They had the light now. Do you use Lyft? Okay. I use Lyft because it's sometimes cheaper. Uh, I use Lyft as a backup when I can't find Uber. Yeah, same. I use it whenever I think Uber's a little too expensive. I'll check Lyft. So you, you check to see if their, uh, their rates are surging? Exactly. And you switch over there? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, the one thing that I did note about this, I don't know if you guys read the article or finished it, but in a plot twist, Google was actually an early investor in Uber. Yep. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what their strategy is there. It's like, hey, did they make enough money off of Uber and they're just trying to ride ride the trend here or what? But well, there's there's an active lawsuit. Google is suing Uber. Okay. Over stealing technology. Okay. Um, which is, I mean, they're they, essentially they got caught red-handed. Uh, Uber did. With Waymo, the, and Waymo acquisition. Waymo, which is the self-driving company, the self-driving yeah. car. Yeah. So the the head developer yeah. used to work for Google. Mm-hmm. Went to Uber, hired him, and I guess Waymo's in there somewhere. Hired him into the Waymo division. Gotcha. And he stole a lot of article. He stole a lot of stuff from Google. They caught him red-handed. Okay. Um, which is unfortunate for us because it's going to delay the t- the Waymo technology is very very advanced for self-driving cars. So it's going to, since it's going to be in the court for maybe years, it's going to kind of delay it for us using that technology. 
Is self-driving cars going to be what I think it is? Are we literally talking about getting in a car and it drives you where you want to go by itself? Is that what we're talking about here? I really hope or is so. There, or is there going to yeah. be some sort of like, you know, a transition period where it's like, uh, like right now they can parallel park and it's like, okay, well, that's that's as far as it goes right yeah. now. You know what I mean? Like how far away are we from cars actually driving us by themselves? I mean, Uber, I believe Uber, someone's trying to do New York to California with no hands, essentially. Like that's what they're working on right now. Or, I'm sorry, sorry, uh, Tesla. What are you going to do with right. your hands? Though? Tesla. You do whatever you want with your hands, which is great. Uh-huh. Um, but um, I would say the next three to f- seven years okay. that you could literally go in and, I mean, right now my phone tells me in the morning, it says, hey, um, there's 45 minutes, the traffic's high, I'm going to work, maybe maybe it's delayed a little. Even without pulling an app, mine does that too. If, you, mean, if you've ever logged into right. like uh, Waze or whatever like right. that, it does, yeah, it, now. it does it automatically. It's pretty so I'm cool. thinking the car will do that. You get in. And it knows your path. I mean, five days a week, I come over here, or four days a week, I come over here. It knows your path. It knows where you want to go. I like that. Um, well, we'll see. Um, I mean, at that point, do you own a car? Yeah, that's I mean, it. That's a that's a good point. I mean, you own one. The the car industry is already kind of on its heels with all the advancements in uh, you know Tesla and things like that, and the, the different laws that apply to. Uh, Correct. Cars like that, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I I have no need for a car anymore. I mean, if you can, if a car can drive me around, if I can just buy that, correct. I don't know. It's gonna, it's you're gonna have to weigh obviously the expenses out there, but we'll see. That was a pretty interesting article. Um, let's talk about a little bit of a college football tradition here. Are you familiar with this one? I'm actually not. We don't have many Waffle Houses up north. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, ESPN wrote an article about uh, Waffle House. What's the article titled? Is this heaven? No, it's a Waffle House. <laughs> okay, a, a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> if you've been to a Waffle House, a little bit of a stretch there. Um, so basically, in the South, there's a huge tradition on a lot of campuses. They've got, you know, obviously a very close Waffle House, particularly in UGA, which is the picture on the top of the photo there. Um, but before these fans go out to tailgate, they hit up the Waffle House, the local Waffle House, before they get their day started. It's kind of an institution. Um, and uh, the thing about this is that the founders of Waffle House, interestingly enough, they both died this year within a month of each other. I think they started Waffle House back in the 50s. Um, and uh, the reason that they started Waffle House, they wanted to have a diner where people came in and ate food there. So they decided on the waffle for two reasons. It had the highest profit margin, which is insane because it's so cheap. That, yeah. that means it must have cost a tenth of a cent to make a waffle because you can buy a waffle for dollar 48 yeah. Yeah. Right. Cheap, yeah. and they said a waffle is not easily carried around because it's too flimsy because they wanted people to, they wanted asses in the seats yeah pretty interesting strategy there i mean it's held up over time sure. i love a good waffle house yeah there's, i had waffle house yesterday did you mm-hmm. there's no substitute for it yeah. i mean i like it i have a theory about waffle house though if you ever drive by like a really shitty looking one those are the best like they they've they've done their time. That's where the food tastes yeah. the best. That's yeah. fair. Do yeah. not trust the clean waffle house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's something going on there. Exactly. Yeah. That's clearly like a cover up for like their laundering or money or like yeah. they're dealing drugs out the back door because they don't want to get caught by you know the government coming in and giving a bad grade. Don't go to clean waffle houses. Never, never, never. Okay. Yeah. Pro, the nasty ones. Yeah. Pro tip right there. That could have been my yeah. the more you know. Could have been. Yeah. Which you might be it. which might be a good transition here. <laughs> Should we get into it? Yeah. Do you have one for this? Yeah, let's do our recurring segment, The More You Know. I don't know if you guys brought any here to the table, um, but uh, this is basically something I learned this week. Well, I learned it a long time ago, but I got reminded of it this week. And it's pretty personal, but I'd like to share it with you guys, particularly uh, men in the room. But uh, I was at the gym last week. I ran out of um, 
gym shorts. They were mostly dirty. So I used an older pair that were like a light gray. And I don't know if you go to the gym and you sweat at the gym and light gray shorts, uh, no bueno. So it, it looked like I peed my pants for sure. Um, so the more you know this week is more of a PSA. If you're a guy out there and you sweat a lot at the gym, don't wear gray shorts. Just don't do it. There's no need for it. Absolutely not. Go dark always. Dark blue, black, super dark gray. Never light gray though. So the more you know, put that one in your back pocket, literally, figuratively, whatever. Don't wear gray and sweat at the gym. It's gross. Morgan, can you relate? That's a great one. Uh, Pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, not bad. Okay, well. It wasn't as good as your fact last week. What was my fact last week? Um, that dogs could just finally see. Oh yeah, dogs the television. see HDTV. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah that, that was, was a, a better one. one. But I'll give it to you. All right, what do we got next? Let's see, what's up next? We've got Forbes' new richest people list. Okay. Did you have time to take a look at this one? Yeah, I did. Of course I did. This stuff always interests me. Um, and we're not going to go through all of it, although I love a good list. Um, but <laughs> most notably here, the minimum net worth to make Forbes' list of the richest 400 people is $2 billion. Okay. So to get on this list, you've got to be over $2 billion in net worth, which is pretty substantial. I would sure, say, right? Are, yeah. Is anybody here close? Not close. Mm. No. Somebody, somebody is close here, but he's no. not here. Maybe Matt, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Um, and sticking with the statistics here, that's an 18% jump over last year. 18. So I don't wow. know. What, what's the math on that? One point. Okay, perfect. Got it. Yeah. But 18% seems big. To we me. need I don't Matt. Know. Yeah. Um, the group's com- the group's net worth climbed from 2.4 trillion to 2.7 trillion, both of which are numbers I cannot comprehend. Yeah. 2.7 trillion? Yeah. Okay, so this list runs the entire world. Agreed? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So on the list, there were 22 newcomers, 14 of which are self-made entrepreneurs, which is pretty impressive. Mm, That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, I just think those stories are so few and far between to not have like a substantial... I mean, it's one thing to have a leg up and, you know, keep it going. Um, You know, if you inherited some sort of wealth and started something, you know, I, I can respect the hell out of that, but... It's a long, hard road to, to climb to climb it all by yourself. I once had a guy who was very, very successful. Um, he told me that he said to make it and be a multimillionaire in this world, you've got to have a hand up. Yeah. Like somebody's got to believe in you at some point and kind of throw you a bone. Not necessarily like, hey, here's some startup cash. Without you know, I, I you know, but he just said he basically said somebody's got to take you under your wing. It's the only way you can do it. I don't know. I believe it. Somebody's got to take a chance sure. on you at some point, right? Yeah. Whether it's your parents, yeah. whether it's you know an investor. I don't know. Um, okay. Among the notable newcomers were Netflix founder Reed Hastings, Arizona Ice Tea founder Don Voltaggio. Um, so obviously, Arizona Ice Tea bought some other companies, right? Because I don't know. I, I maybe had four of those in my life. We're good. Oh, this is big in Arizona. No, They're delight. Yeah. They're delightful. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but I mean. I didn't go into detail about what else he owns, but uh, Arizona Ice Tea is doing some serious damage. Also, a newcomer on the list is Tito's founder Chuck Bondrant from uh, Texas. Tito's is good vodka; it's good stuff. Pretty trendy right now, I would say. Yeah, it is, yeah. but I like Maybe it, right? Back. Sure. You know what always gets me about vodka when uh, when somebody tries it for the first time? What do they say inevitably every single time if, if they think it's good? Mmm, smooth. Oh, that's, yes. so, yeah. that's smooth. Yes, like, what does that even mean? Like, I don't know. It all, it all tastes like gasoline to me. Um, what, was that the vodka uh, maker that they bought out George Clooney? 
No, I don't, I don't think, think so. One. Okay. That was a different yeah. one. Okay. Well, that's a good story. We should talk about that sometime. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's about time George Clooney caught a break, you know? <laughs> Least notable is the number one spot belonging to, any guesses? Bill Gates. Of course. Bill Gates, for the 24th consecutive year, his net worth grew to $89 billion. So he's uh, lengthening that gap there. That's outrageous. I thought it was really interesting that Zuckerberg coming in fourth, his net worth is over, is up by over twenty percent. By the way, yeah, that is that. It's yeah. the mar- I think it's the market. I yeah. think it's the stock market because he, they. I mean, he pledged. Bill Gates pledged sure. to give away money, and now they're up. Yeah, makes $10 sense. Million. Yeah. I mean, okay, social so giving. Mark Zuckerberg had a quote last week on social media that drove me absolutely insane. I, okay, so you guys all saw the movie The Social Network, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Loosely based on it, but there's some truth there. We all know that, right? right? Okay, so anyway, a Forbes quote of Mark Zuckerberg, he said, your goal should never be starting a company. Focus on the change you want to make. No. What? Yeah. Yeah. Are you shitting I mean, me? It, he was pissed off that he couldn't get laid yeah. in college. Like, <laughs> he, couldn't, yeah. he couldn't get into that fraternity. He did. He started that what, drunk night out of spite. Correct. Now he's on his moral soapbox telling yeah. us that we need to change the world. Get out of here. I, I mean, I can admire that, you know, he's got some great goals to help the world now, but it's like, don't talk to me about how you started yeah. your company. Like, you did that literally out of spite because you were a nerd and got <laughs> stuffed in too many lockers. <laughs> anyway, um, no time for hypocrites on this show. Let's, uh, let's keep it moving here. Uh, right. What do we got next, Morgan? Next up, we have another list. Ten times these millionaires were paid zero dollars. All right, so this list was a little deceiving for me. We're not going to run through it again. Matt told me he doesn't like when I run through lists, <laughs> although I love that because it requires a lot less work for me. Um, ten times millionaires were paid zero dollars. So this one, like I said, was a little misleading because they had a few examples in here of famous people who were paid zero dollars, and they said it was basically an internship at the start of their career. Yeah, it's before like, they were famous. Well, no shit. Like that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of like it's uh, a little deceiving. Yeah, I, I was hoping for something you know farther along their career. So I did highlight those. Um, one of those being Elon Musk. He declines his salary from Tesla. Yes. He just keeps money in house. I mean, that guy's got no need to take any sort of salary. So, how does that work with minimum wage rules? Okay, so how does that work? They have to. They they brought that up. I don't okay. know if you read the article. No, so I they haven't. said legally they have to offer it to him. Mm-hmm. He he at that he point declines. declines. Okay. Yeah. So okay. the company has to. The company being him, I guess he has to sit across from himself, offer, him, <laughs> offer himself thirty, yeah. offer himself thirty six thousand dollars, and say he does have to accept something. He accepts a dollar. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's the rules there. My wife's actually uh, an attorney, a uh, wage and uh, an employment attorney, so she specializes in that. Shout out to my baby. Love you, girl. <laughs> um, does, he, does he pay out his insurance premiums? Okay, I didn't do that much research. <laughs> just I'm a little tired. Can you, not, can you not ask me super complex questions right now? Um, he needs to phone. Here's a good one. Mickey Rourke. He made, did you guys ever see The Wrestler? Yeah. Darren Aronofsky movie? Super talented director. Did you see it? No. Okay, you know who Mickey Rourke is, though, right? I do. So back in like I think the late eighties, early or maybe more more so in the nineties, he had a string of just being a crazy party animal and super tough to work with. So he had this reputation; nobody wanted to work for him. Darren Aronofsky thought he'd be perfect for this role. So Mickey Rourke said, "Look, so I can clear up my reputation and get back in the good graces, I'll do this movie for free. I just want to show you guys that I'm okay to work with." So obviously, he missed out on a ton of money, a ton of money there. That turned out to be pretty good, but... Uh, I mean, he got Payday Expendables, right? He was in yeah. that movie, so he probably yeah. got Payday there. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that Adam Levine did that as well. Yeah, he, he did. That um, Adam Levine doesn't really interest me too much, i got to be honest with you. But yeah, there, <laughs> the, the rest of them were internships, and it's like, yeah, no shit. So anyway, 
Um, this one, uh, this one was highlighted by our producer Justin. I knew he'd be all over this, being a Tennessee yeah. fan. Yeah. You love some good college football talk. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I'll get into it here. What, what's going on with uh, Tennessee? So we actually have Food Lion here taking a bit of a jab at um, mm. Butch Jones. So most of it um, are images. By, by the way of cakes. Yeah. Most of them are images of cakes uh, featuring lines like Fire Butch, super, hashtag super Fire creative. Butch. Well thought out. Well thought out for We've sure. We've got cupcakes that say Fire Him. I mean, here's my thing. Good for Food Lion. Everybody's been waiting to hear their stance on these issues, right? And it's like... We've been on pins and he's like, food line, give us something. And finally, food zone's like, I'm here for you guys. So good for them. I'm glad they finally spoke up. How has Butch not been fired? You guys are, are you a college football fan? Not Hanson? really. Probably more NBA fan. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Somebody told me they were going to say that. James did. Uh, he's waiting for his moment. You wait, yeah. you wait the transition to it. Hey, if you want to interject <laughs> some NBA talk, we can do that here. I, I'd love to get your opinion on some things. But how has Butch Jones not been fired yet? What's going on there? Honestly, I... They need to get a head start on the recruiting trail. Fire them. They, they really do. And Tennessee has such potential as an SEC school to really make a difference in that conference. Well, it's so cliche to say, like, football's better when some of those big powerhouses are good, but it's true. If Tennessee was great. No, it really if is. Tennessee was good. It really is. If with Texas that fan ever base returns. and that weird, super weird orange color that nobody else has, it's not really orange. Um, I'd love to see them be good, but yeah. unfortunately, I don't think I it's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, oh, asking for a friend. Perfect. Okay, so this is another good one for me. This is from my friend. He wanted to know this. I'm not embarrassed to ask this. It's my friend. Keep that in mind. Do you guys you guys use Netflix, right? Yeah. Of yes. course. Everybody does. Eight dollars a month. Whatever. Do you have five to ten shows or movies that you put in your queue that have been there for like nine months? You're just like, I, 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 I want that in my back pocket in case of an emergency. I'll never actually watch it. Definitely. That that's how mine is. Like the yeah. first nine in my queue. Only I think they've been there for years. Only, yeah, only the last ones are like the new ones that I added. I'll watch those. But there's like a few documentaries I thought I might be into, like Galapagos, which, you know, I don't know. But there's a, there's a few in there. I literally, like, get these out of the way. Get these. Like, you can clean out your queue. I just refuse to do it. I don't know. It's like a security blanket yeah. almost, you know? Yeah. It's like calling your mom every Sunday. Like, those, those documentaries are there for you through thick and thin. They're not going anywhere unless you want them to go somewhere. Yeah. Do you guys do that? I do it on my DVR. Okay. We record so many oh, shows. Oh, for sure, and yeah just because okay i do the same yeah. thing yeah. yeah and i've gotten into this habit so i have hbo and uh if i know i have plans on saturday night i go to hbo at 8 p.m because that's usually when the new movies oh, premiere okay and then i just I, I i see what's coming out yeah. new and i make sure i record it oh for sure but yeah i i keep those in there for a good long time i don't know there's just something about it i want to know that in case of like a break glass for emergency situation i've got something handy yeah, yeah. i can't be out there on the line with there's nothing worse than having nothing to do, sitting down, nothing on Netflix, nothing coming on. It's like, what? What do I do? Especially, it drives me crazy. My sister is the, the greatest at this. She will take more time trying to find something to watch than we she will do. actually <laughs> watching something. We all do. Part of that is because Netflix doesn't have you know, an amazing offering. The other part of it is when they do have something good, we all binge watch it in a weekend. That's it's gone the truth, forever. yeah. And uh, Stranger Things 2 coming out Friday. Five days. Yeah. Five days. All okay. over Twitter. So you're a little excited. I have never watched that. It's, I haven't it's flooding my timeline. You've never seen it? I have never seen it. Why? I don't know. Not I don't have time. I don't have time. I do a couple of shows. Okay. I do the Curbs and uh, that's about it. I've seen you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's the only thing that I, I like block off time for to watch it live. Fair enough. 
Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk about uh, where I just came from. Well, close to it. What's what's our our last article here? And then we're gonna get into some NBA talk to close San it Francisco. out. San Francisco, you got the Warriors. I mean, talk about them. We're, well, speaking we'll of the Warriors, <laughs> speaking of San Francisco, top tech investors predicts that the sun is setting on the golden age of Silicon Valley. All right. What Bill, do you think about that? Bill Mars, who founded the Alphabet investing arm of Google, he said that the separation between Silicon Valley companies and they have so much money and everybody else is getting too big. It's only a matter of time before government creates some regulations and breaks up all these big conglomerates. Uh, seems to make sense. He would know more than I would, but I can confirm. I have friends that live out there, and they do pretty well for themselves. They have five roommates. They yeah. can't afford, like, oh, rent yeah. out there is ridiculous. I don't understand it. It's like if you don't work for these companies and get all those perks and make that salary, I don't know. It just seems like uh, yeah. like it's... Yeah, the one thing I hate about it, I wish, I wish there was a way that it would kind of regulate itself. I hate the fact that maybe lawmakers are going to have to do something to fix it. I don't want them to interfere that much. Yeah, I want I it. I want it to write itself. I yeah. just don't know how. I don't. I don't have those answers. But I yeah. want it to write itself. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be. I mean, just the the, the wages are pretty good out there, right. but the cost of living is ridiculous, astronomical. Um, I mean, with Amazon's headquarter too, mm-hmm. second headquarters. If it's in the East Coast somewhere. I mean, you'll see other companies move over here because essentially work is cheaper here. Yeah. Um, and you could kind of start a family, have a house here without five roommates. Right. Sure. Um, and, and work for an Amazon, work for a Google, hopefully soon. Right. Right. Um, on this side of the when country. I, when I was driving around out there, my business partner was driving on his passenger seat, and we were going through different neighborhoods, San Mateo, San Jose, a bunch of those. I, I would go down like Zillow and just scope out oh, the housing market yeah. around there. I like that. I mean, that. you cannot touch anything for under a million dollars. Like. Yeah. You can get a one-bedroom flat condo, uh, you know, upstairs from a Quickie Mart, and it's like $550,000. It's absolutely insane But what, what's different out there than here, um, I, I, I know folks over there, that's their retirement fund. Like, yeah. the housing over there is retirement fund. When they, when they retire, they move sure. out, out east. That's, that's true. true. But that's over strategy. here, I mean, when we buy houses, we're told not to go over a third of our salary, this and that. It's just over there. So they look at it totally different. I mean, a couple of my friends bought a million-dollar house. and That's I mean, their nest egg. You'd have that's to, it. Yeah. The mortgage is four or 5000 and that is their savings. Okay. Because um, values appreciate so high up there. Sure. That's interesting. I so when they, when, they, when they retire, they come over here, they have nest egg. They're good. Sure. That was some great commentary. Maybe the best we've ever had from a co-host. That was awesome. I didn't even think about that. That's my addition, man. I knew yeah. he was a ringer. That's my addition. <laughs> I did stay in a, a hotel right next to Oracle. And uh, obviously, Golden State plays at Oracle Arena. And we, st- we saw... Through the ghetto? Yeah, we Got stayed. We, right. stayed uh, we saw PlayStation <laughs> headquarters, EA Sports. So they're all out there, man. It's a pretty yeah. cool place. But uh, are, you, uh, are you a Warriors guy? Who's your NBA team? I don't have a team anymore since. Uh, so you're an NBA the, the guy. Lakers but you don't are awful. The Lakers, <laughs> the Showtime Lakers. Yeah, back in the day. I'm going out there to see them in uh, ten days. Oh, nice. I'm gonna go to a game out there and see Levar nice. Ball. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Lonzo I, or Levar? You can see his dad or the kid. I want to see his dad. Okay. Punch his dad right <laughs> in the he face. has a lot of commentary on the balls. Do you like Do you like the Ball family? What do you How do you feel uh, about that? I think the Ball family. I mean, I mean, I just read an article that Levar is going to probably suited NCAA um, for his younger son. Who's being homeschooled right now? Yes, right. yes. It's a top-notch education by Levar. I, I I hate Levar, but so far what he's doing is, has been correct. Genius, yeah. It, it really is a genius marketing yeah. strategy. Yeah, it makes me wonder: kids. is he just on a hot streak right now and getting lucky, or, or is this that well thought out? It's very Trumpish. I don't That's want what Trump did. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to give him that so. much credit though, because I can't stand the family. Can't. Well, the kids aren't bad. The kids, the kids, kids are pretty. Lo- I mean, yeah, they're, they're actually Melo's pretty low key. Flashy, but Lonzo is just. They're, in my book, they're guilty by association because their dad's an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> you saw that game the other day when people were waiting in line to take pictures with his dad. Yeah, right? the line was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean who, he's famous. Who else the Lakers have? No one else. They're no horrible. one else. Is he going to be good with that shot? I hope he gets slapped to the moon. I mean, so the, the team is so bad that he's going to be good. He throws it up. He, he he's right-handed, like but he throws it up from yeah. the left side of his body. Yeah. So explain that. I mean, he scored twenty nine. Did you see uh, Patrick Beverly shut him down in the first I game? I love that. Awesome. I love that. Oh, fired me up, and he was running his mouth the whole time too. I love yeah, Patrick Beverly. I like that rookie no hitting one. stuff though. It's he's like, no yeah. it's like, hey, welcome. Like you, you were cool before. You ain't shit here. Like you're just another guy. Yeah. He'll be good. I don't think he'll be great. He's not gonna be as good as his dad thinks he's gonna be. No, it's not gonna be. I mean, yeah, Magic I don't think he's Michael, a superstar. I mean, but the shoe thing has worked out for him so far. Um, he's going to make, I read an article, he's going to make $54,000 this year off the deal. So Instead of the $20 billion Nike offered him. Or yeah, geez. but those so, are the... That's, this is the opportunity cost here. I mean, it's sure. your shoe versus... Pretty significant, pretty significant. But don't you think that those companies will come around eventually? Maybe. Maybe. I think they would. I think, I think that they're going to... There's, there's potential for sales numbers there that they're not going to be able to deny. Correct, yeah. Or he'll just sell the big baller brand to a Nike or a right. Adidas. I think that's his end game plan. Yeah, for acquisition. I don't know. They're, that, that family's interesting. Aren't they getting a reality show, too? On Facebook, yeah. They have one, I think. Yeah. So uh, how do you feel about uh, all the NBA teams getting, I mean, basically, you got to have three big guys, and there's four teams in the NBA now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean it's, like that, and you hate it. Because to me, being a casual fan, it's like, great, let's just flash forward to the finals. Uh, the playoffs. I don't think it's good for the casual fan. No, not at all. No. I mean, in terms of like drawing attendance, like okay, no so one is even watching. The Hawks it. are going to have you know three three home games that are going to be worth going to. The rest sure. are dog shit. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I got courtside tickets last year to see um, the Timberwolves, which is always cool being that close. No yeah, matter yeah. no matter who they're playing because they're professional athletes. But I got courtside seats for like 110 bucks. Yeah. All you can eat, all you can drink is it's cool, but it's like. Yeah, 110 bucks, pretty cheap because there's nobody on either one of those teams. <laughs> wow. It's a Hawks at Timberwolves. Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder, man. So, anyway, um, that was a pretty short episode, but I thought it went all right. Yeah, we'll see. I thought Hayson was a great addition. I thought he was too. I thought he was like. Much better than my last episode. Yeah, like you, you came in here and there was like. <laughs> oh, I hit the 100 word barrier. Yeah, already, so. right. Morton, we didn't want to hurt Morgan's feelings, but Hayson came in just. Oh, I know. He knocked punches. it out of the park. Yeah, no, that was good. That was a good episode. So shout out to Matt. Hope you get home safely, buddy. And uh, we miss you. We love you. And uh, what's that, James? You don't you don't want Matt to come back? <laughs> Bold statement from James in the corner, but I agree with him. Anyway, all right, guys. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next week.